podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. All your KSU gurus are doing game previews. You boneheads sit, bruise, and ride on your ski doos. Those Boscos work hard for the team they adore. While they interview cats about their buzzer beaters, y'all fend off mosquitoes and sip lima readers. Those Boscos want to give the fans a little more. Sometimes we just want to riff and give our fans a little gift and not have to worry about what we're going to say. Bonehead Mama and Bonehead Paul, we got love for all of y'all. So come on down, it's Free Play Friday. Ooh, Bosco's Boys. Well, come on, boys. And the Bosco's Boys are back. It's a Free Play Friday. Hell yeah. Hell Free yeah. Play Friday, man. It's weekend time, but no game this weekend, which is yeah, sad, it but sucks, necessary. But we'll, we'll make it through, um, but we're not taking any breaks. This is Free Play Friday. As with all of our shows, we are sponsored first and foremost by mybookie.ag. Use promo code CHAIR, That's all correct. caps, for a 100% <laughs> deposit match up to $1,000. Uh, do that, win a bunch of money, and then spend it on Bosco's Boys merch at our Teespring store. Or uh, you can spend it at the Alma Creamery. Yes, I, I was just about to say Alma <laughs> Creamery in scenic Alma, Alma, uh, Alma Kansas. Wow, a tongue twister. Um, right on I-70, it has their world-famous, I'm now calling them world-famous garlic right. cheese curds. They're my favorite. They also have five-pound blocks of cheese. It's all done with Kansas farmed fresh milk. It's the best cheese probably in the world. France likes to talk about their cheese. Italy, you know, there's those stupid California cow commercials. No. Alma Creamery has the best cheese in the world. And if that cheese doesn't get your dick hard enough. Blue Chew will. Um, check out our next sponsor. Yeah. It's Blue Chew. That's blue, like the color. And the promo code is ARMCHAIR. Yeah. All caps. All caps. Free first month supply. Same stuff as Cialis and Viagra, so you know it works. Ship discreetly. No, no awkward conversations. Yeah. Nope. None and it of works them. a lot faster because it's chewable, so you know it just goes right into the system. Yep, right in there, and then you're whoop, ready to go. Got whenever. an erection. So uh, that it is what it is. Um, those are our sponsors. <laughs> Since there was no preview episode this week, we are going to give you in lieu of Cole's. Uh, sharp plays we are going to get back to our pick em. last week i tell you what i think for the first time ever since we've been doing this the boneheads had the best week out of everyone um the boneheads went 11 and 4 grant you went 10 and 5 i went 9 and 6 because guess what whenever the boneheads and you get together i lose um so it is what it is i will take it because that meant k-state won um now on the year the boneheads are 34 and 9 you are 33 and 10 and i'm a lowly 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 30 and 13 um so as always or at least since week two we are doing 15 games no k-state games so there's an extra couple extra rivalry games in there um the first game we're going with will be the University of Louisiana Monroe Hawks, or maybe Warhawks, it's some sort of a bird, at Iowa State. Um, first off, LOL at Iowa State. They oh, are God. Charlie Brown. <laughs> that was a hilarious way to lo- lose. They should be 0-2, but they're 1-1. Boneheads have Iowa State 77%. I am rolling with Iowa State 
Grant, are you going to try to get back at the Boneheads? No and way. Take UL Monroe. Iowa State. All right. Now it is the, I think, the battle for the Iron Skillet. SMU at TCU. I think Man, that's I the name no of their obscure rivalry. Boneheads going TCU, 78%. I, too, am going TCU. Our friend Alex Delton, I believe, is now benched. I think they're going with the true freshman, Duggan, rest of the season. Um, so are you going ponies or frogs? Uh, frogs. Frogs. Okay, the next one, West Virginia at KU. At one point, it looked like this might be the battle for a uh, you know 2-10 and ten season, but both of those teams took care of middle-of-the-pack ACC squads. How bad is the ACC? Very bad. I, I, said it with, I said it with John Kurtz. They are the AFC East of college football. We have the Patriots a.k.a. Clemson, rolling through a just trash division-slash-conference. Um, Boneheads going big. West Virginia, 82%. I'm going KU. I'm so tempted to go KU, but I'm going to keep up my solidarity and go with West Virginia with the Boneheads to see, just test the waters and see if we can keep this streak going against you. Well, I, you know, I, I again, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to be crying my heart out if I'm wrong here, but I think KU gets it done at home. Um, we'll see. We, we definitely will see the next one. Baylor at Rice. Uh, some private schools down in Texas. The Boneheads have Baylor ninety five percent. I too have Baylor. Bears roll. Very weak non-con for the Bears. Uh, the next one, Oklahoma State at Texas. Boneheads have Texas 78%. Oklahoma State has like some like obscurely long winning streak in Austin. Five. Five straight. I'm saying this is the time Texas gets it done and breaks that streak, but it's a close one. I, I have Texas like 31-30. I think Texas too. I think they're going to be too physical. Too physical for those boys. All right, here's the next one. Utah at USC. Right when uh, Mr. Helton thinks he's in the safe, he blows a game versus BYU. Utah feeling themselves. I think this is Friday night, uh, so when the Boneheads are listening to this, this is later tonight. Boneheads have Utah 77%. I'm tempted to go USC here, but I'm not going to. I'm going with Utah. I'm also going with the Utes. All right, here's the next one. Michigan at Wisconsin. Wisconsin has had had a cream puff schedule so far. Michigan had that scare versus Army. The Boneheads are jumping around at Camp Randall, 77%. And I'm going to make you make a decision because I'm going Michigan. So here it is. Do you want to test the theory? Do you want to see if you and the Boneheads can stay undefeated when you couple up? I'm not for that reason. I'm going with, I'm going with Wisconsin. I think – I don't know, man. Harbaugh, I just don't think Michigan's that good. I don't think Camp Wis- Randall's I, tough. I don't think Wisconsin has a quarterback, and I think they've played trash opponents so far. So uh, we'll see. Uh, the next one, Cal is going to the Grove. And what has been the closest one so far Ooh. by one vote, they went with Cal. I, too, am riding with Cal because I just don't think Ole Miss is that good. I'll go with Cal. All right. <laughs> who would have thought a Pac-12 team going into SEC on the road would have unanimous going that way here's another one this turns out to honestly with all of the close games this has been one of the closer uh, one of the closer uh, weeks so far Auburn at A&M Boneheads are going Auburn 56% 
not me, true freshman going into one of the more hostile environments in college football. I'm going with Texas A&M. I am too. I'm going with A&M. They've already been to Clemson. They're not going to be intimidated by Auburn. Yeah, especially at home. Especially at home. Here's the next one. Washington is going to BYU. Washington coming off of a loss to Cal. BYU undefeated against Pac-12 teams, 3-0 and to start this. Uh, no, that's a lie. They lost to Utah. Yeah, that's a lie. I am a dirty, rotten liar. They lost to Utah, but I'm still taking BYU. I'm taking BYU because of their awesome retro yep. stuff that they're doing and their new uniforms. Washington is the Boneheads, 59% Boneheads. So that's okay. The Boneheads, if they have a big week, they might start to pull ahead. Yeah. Um, here's the next one, Wyoming at Tulsa. The Boneheads are going 73% Wyoming. I, too, am going Wyoming, but, you know, Tulsa looked good versus uh, Oklahoma State for about a half. I think that's a closer game. Wyoming. All right, clean sweep there. Here's the next one. Another one. (laughs) I I like throwing North Texas, and I like throwing UTSA in here. I am going with – no, I switch it. (laughs) So, Boneheads are going UNT. I originally had a UTSA circled. I'm not going to do that. Uh, I'm going with North Texas. Are they still like one of the worst teams on earth? They're still not great. I, yeah, North Texas probably, although they're a bit fraudulent. Okay, let me make a note because I had to make an audible there. All right, here's another one. Toledo going to Colorado State. Colorado State 76% with the boneheads. Uh, which is a massive number, but they're, I'm going they're Toledo. Terrible. They're really I'm bad. I'm going with Toledo. You're going with Toledo? I'm going Toledo. Where's this game? This is At in Colorado Fort State, Collins. So it's in altitude, but I'm taking Toledo. I think you're right on this. I think Toledo's going to win. I don't think Colorado, Colorado State's, State's good. atrocious. All right, here's the next one. Uh, I don't know anything about Toledo, yeah. though. I mean, I, they're <laughs> one and one. I don't think they're great either, but I don't think Colorado State is good. So here's the next one, the Battle of New Mexico. Another 51 percenter went by one vote. New Mexico at New Mexico State. The Boneheads, 51% New Mexico. I, too, am going with New Mexico. Uh, I've taken the home team. New Mexico. Oh, no, no, New Mexico State. <laughs> is that the Lobos? No, no, New Mexico. Illinois, no, right? New Mexico's the Lobos. Uh, New Mexico State or the Aggies? Uh, I want the Lobos. I'm sorry. Okay, so you are going. New I'm Mexico. going New Mexico. Okay, May. Oh, you and all right. Making the notes. And finally, College Game Day game of the week: Notre Dame at UGA. I think this is an easy one. Georgia. I don't know if it'll be the 14 points, but Georgia wins. Boneheads up. Georgia 86. percent I assume you're also going Georgia. Georgia wins and they cover. Ooh, got Georgia big. So that is our pick'em. Um, be sure to vote every week on our Twitter poll. It always comes out on a Sunday uh, in a thread view. So make sure you click through all those games and vote. Uh, and now for Free Play Friday, what we're actually going to do is give you guys an episode that uh, was released, I think, back in August on our Patreon page. Uh, it is part of our... Uh, worst losses series which currently is exclusively housed over on our patreon page uh here's a little taste grant and uh, matt hall sit down and was it just you two just us two just you two flando was there in the background there in the background he had some commentary but um yeah and then last night we did 
Last night I had Derek and Matt over, and we broke down the 2003 Fiesta Bowl, which I has not released yet, but that won't be to the public. So if you want to hear that, and that one's good because that game was like there was like a 50 minute version of it. So after that, we just put on Mississippi State and started talking about that. It was fun. Well, perfect. So that's the type of stuff you can get over at our Patreon page. Uh, for two bucks, you guys are just helping us out. For four bucks, you get that extra episode every month. Uh, and plus, a koozie. Plus, yeah, plus a koozie and a thank you note from me. And then at the $10, we will eventually get you on an episode. You'll get a T-shirt and you'll get the koozie along with all those episodes. So, uh, you know, if you like the Worst Losses series, that's the place to find it uh, right now. So we hope you guys enjoyed, and we hope you at least consider joining the Patreon page. The link is in the bio of this episode. Yes, sir. has put the swagger back in the Sooner Nation. Quarterback Josh Hypo led a 63-point Red River Massacre of stunned Texas. Coach Bill Snyder has built a Kansas State powerhouse. He turned a punching bag into a powerful bully. Today, Snyder's former assistant tries to storm the Wildcat Fortress. The elimination games are about to begin. The moment of the evening every K-State fan enjoys Settle down and pour a whiskey, crack open a LaCroix Please put your hands together and make a little noise For your favorite wildcatters, the handsome Bosco boys Ooh, Bosco's boys Come on, boys It's the first episode of the Patreon, and it's being graced by probably the most occurring guest at this point, Mr. Matt Hall. Everybody, put your hands together if you're listening on your microphones. I mean, your headphones. Uh, we have a we have a Grant Flanders here also sitting in the background. Hey, thanks. thanks. He may chime in occasionally. But uh, we're going to continue the... Worst Losses series, this is going to be part two. The first one we did was Auburn 2014, and this one is one of the worst of all time, I think, uh, um, particularly for Matt Hall, especially is. who was a student at the time, and he's going to have lots of great insights. So here we yeah. are. I mean, you're right. I, I, we talk I, The 98 Big 12 championship game is, of course, famously the, the worst K-State loss of all time, and it, it is accurate. But as far as pure anger and frustration, this is number one for me. Like you said, I was a student. I was a freshman at K-State this year in 2000. You know, sit in the student section, college game day here. The hatred, I'll just say that word, for, for Oklahoma was unlike I think I ever had for another football program, even more than a KU or a Nebraska or whatever, because it felt like they, you know, they, they stole our national championship in 98 by stealing our whole staff. Then they put that staff in Norman, and by year two, they're this good. So, like, the level of envy, jealousy, hatred, everything for this matchup was so high. And for us to lose, you know, uh, the way we did and just, oh, my goodness. I mean, it was really, really tough to sit through. Yeah, very the pregame. Angry, very angry young me. The pregame hype was unmatched. I mean, Definitely. number three K-State, number eight OU, two undefeated teams. Yep. And I don't think it'll ever be matched again. Um, college no. game day was there. 
And you talk about the animosity between the staff. You can see, you know, Bill, Bill biting his tongue here, talking to Bob Suits right. right now. You can. It's like he looks pissed off. Genuinely, he does. I and mean, he looks like that all the time, but he looks a little bit extra angry right there. And you know, now in 2019, look at that student section. Oh my goodness! I mean, you could not get another person in there. Uh, I mean, I really, really mad. You look at now 2019, and we just had Bob Stoops, you know, at the ceremony for Bill Snyder's retirement a few months ago. They're they're sincerely great friends. They love each other. It's great. They did not love each other at this point. You know, I mean, they were very frosty, I felt like, in their comments about each other, about each other's programs, you know, to the media. So, yeah, the, I, I agree. The, I can't imagine there being a game that feels like this again. Will there be big games at K-State again? Sure, I hope, and I believe that. But, yeah, this is number three. I think number two in the AP maybe, but number three versus number eight. Two undefeated teams midseason. The number one team is Nebraska. That even adds to the intrigue knowing that number one is also in your league. Like you said, game day, 2.30 kickoff. You couldn't get one more person in those stands. The hatred between the two programs, yeah. You, you, we watched this. We were up really late last night watching <laughs> games, and you said something I thought. The 98 Nebraska game was the most carnival atmosphere at K-State, and I thought that was a perfect word for it because it was a celebration. Everyone knew you were going to win. The game was then terrifying. But, I mean, going into it, everyone thought K-State was going that game, you know, by a ton. You thought that here for this game, too, but they had the extra level of hatred. And that, that Nebraska team in 98 had two losses. This team was undefeated. They just beat Texas like 66-14 the week before. I mean, I, yeah, I'd never been so, I'd never been so excited for an individual game before, and I probably won't again. I don't think it's possible. So, obviously, I'm having you on because this is personally you're very tied to it, but you were a student at the right, time. Right, right. You know, I was – I remember this game pretty well, but I was nine years old. This is the season where it kind of started to click for me. Yeah. You know, I mean, 99 I kind of remember, but, I mean, hey, I was I was eight years yeah. old. I would just gotten into second grade. I had a lot going on, you know. Yeah, you were learning to tie your shoes and stuff. Exactly. You know? But this season it started to click for me, and this is probably the game I remember the most vividly, at least in terms of, like, individual memories, and we will get to those later. But right. being a student on a game like this, do you remember, like, can you walk us through the morning? About it. Yeah. Walk us through, like, the morning and the day, like, your I, schedule, I remember, what I, you were doing. I remember this day so well. Um, now, Matt Hall, as a freshman in college, and make fun of me, I didn't drink. I didn't have a sip of alcohol in my life until I was 20, so I'm very proud of that. Uh, but I was, I was 18 or 19 at this point, so I didn't drink. All my friends did, but I remember we went to the, you know, the game was at 2.30. We must have got to our tailgate, you know, kind of over on the where the you know the grass fields for the rec are where kids tailgate today. We got there probably by 8 o'clock. Uh, it was college game day, so then I remember we went inside, rushed. Everyone had, had to wait in line in the morning to get into game day. Everyone rushed in. We got about halfway up. I remember an OU fan in this, in this sitting in the what you would think of as a student section, but where game day was having a sign get ripped from his hands by a K-State fan and torn up and us all cheering it. I remember there being, I don't know what game day announced it, but there was probably 20,000 people there for game day that day. And I remember the OU fans like trickling into game day and sitting kind of in their section. But that was amazing, an amazing experience and a lot of fun. And then, of course, you had to leave. We have to leave the, you have to leave the stadium and go sit in line again to reenter for the game. Yeah. I don't remember how long we were out, but I remember as you watch it, it was a gray day. I don't think it ever actually rained, but there was always this fear of rain. And, you know, having this great environment, you know, hurt by the rain and by the weather. Um, I, I get Getting in, and, it, I mean, we talked this last night, and I'm not trying to be the old guy who says it was better back then, but it was better back then. But, I mean, like, as a student, <laughs> and it was easier because K-State was really good. We just said they're undefeated. You know, they're winning 11 games every year. They're in a chance for the national championship. So, I know it's easier. But, like, as a student, 
I and we and everyone felt like it was our job to help them win this game. We were not going to go out at halftime. We were not going to not get in 22 minutes at least before kickoff. You know, we were in two hours. But, I mean, like, to watch the whole pregame, like, we thought it was our job to help them win this day. Um, it was just a different environment. It was a great time, and I loved it. You know, it was a great time. I mean, I don't think you're wrong necessarily with the, the it was better. We've talked about it a yeah. little bit. But, obviously, just us being Makes better, feel way better and being at the top – so consistently makes it seem like it was way better. But, I mean, the game has been watered down a little bit, especially with the yeah. technology and all that stuff and attendance dropping pretty much nationwide. Right. You, there was not an empty inch in the stadium. It was – every time they show – I'm getting it, distracted it, by the game no, now. I, we're watching we the just game, bl- too. Yeah, I mean – Another interesting thing that and about this game is we blitzed, like, every other play. Oh, my goodness. Like – and the amount of just all-out blitzes that we've seen. They just brought eight guys. Yeah, I, I mean, you're, I was going to say, you're not exaggerating. Like, when you said they brought eight, they brought eight. If you're playing Madden, that was engage eight. You're dropping three guys back in cover three and praying to God they can cover the entire field against five receivers and your eight get there. And they sure did. And they did a lot this game. Like, the memory is that Heifel completes every pass this game off his back foot with his butt on the ground, you know. And that happens a lot. But we got to him a lot, too. It's just not enough. They know? just had so many, like – little like safe passes yep we to haven't the got to it yet and i don't even want to get to it and watch it but the play this game and I, we talked about it last night that was the most disheartening was the antoine savage play where i think he caught it short of the first down on third and like 21 um and i'm pretty sure the entire k-state roster collapses on him at the same time to tackle him and they all knock each other off and <laughs> savage stays on his feet and goes 70 yards for a touchdown a little bit just a frustrating 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 game so what's so funny about that is a little bit later in the broadcast i don't know if you've heard this but i was watching this earlier uh-huh. you were upstairs and musburger says this kansas state defense is the best tackling team that we've seen on tape <sighs> this year and in this game we go and miss like just I mean, countless tackles. I don't know. Every fan base says, oh, we lost it. We lost it. You know, oh, you didn't win it. You know, I, mean, I know it's common to say, and I think this OU team was obviously great, but holy cow, the missed tackles, the, and that, and then the thing that got me matter was the drop passes. You know, game day this morning, I remember, you know, they did this huge feature on Quincy Morgan and Aaron Lockett, and were they, bet, were they the best duo receivers in the country? And I thought they were. I mean, like in this season. I mean, both of them legitimately coming in, all-American candidates, first-team all-Big 12 kind of guys, both have tons of speed. And I remember thinking, like, that's the difference for us. Yeah, maybe Beasley's not as good as Bishop. You know, maybe we don't, whatever. But, like, those two are unique. And they put the ball on the ground constantly in this game. I mean, we uh, – I'm a fan on this show. You know what I mean? So, like, we uh, – Oklahoma deserved the win, and they were up by a ton at one point. So, I'm not trying to say that. But, man, K-State did a lot of things in this game um, that really hurt itself. <laughs> so, you talked about, like, getting into the stadium. You do the game day routine. What are you – you're with You're with Chris Nelson, Nelson right? Yep. Yep. So sat what are you guys him. just walk me through like? Well, I know we sat. You're basically just in time. line all day. Yeah. So I mean, me, me and Chris in line all day. Paint uh, a picture for me, because I. It was it been me, Chris. I mean, the names of Derek Lorson, Nathan Beverly, Jake Hoppus, Jake Warren, um, all wait in line. Derek Lorson, I don't know if I have his name. We talk about it all day, um, and we get in. When we get in, we have a spot we go to. I mean, we would we were probably one of the first in line. But if you're smart, you go to the game. You don't rush in and go sit on the front row just to be on TV. It's a terrible place to watch the game. Of course. So our spot was always about five rows behind the band on purpose on about the 45-yard line. It was the, we thought it was the best seat in the stadium. That's the way to go. And um, But I remember we got to that spot, and, you know, I, 
I remember, and I'm jumping ahead, but I have to walk you through the day. And, uh, the, the part that's saddest is me and Nelson just fighting in the stands. Yes, I mean, like, I... because, the, the, you know, the infighting, and it wasn't just us. Like, there's stories <laughs> of all of our friends and, like, the friends and their dads fighting and, like, the, because this mattered so much. Like, when it went bad, like, we all turned on each other. I mean, so, uh, but I mean, the, I remember I, you're asking about the day, the, the day. I remember this week, me and my friend Derek, who I mentioned, going to Wendy's and just talking about the game constantly. And then Beasley came in, Jonathan Beasley by himself in his jean short, his tight jean shorts and his kind of tight white t shirt. And like, <laughs> like, ah, it's Beasley. And they were like, should he be just pounding Wendy's on like Friday before the <laughs> Oklahoma game, you know? And I will also never forget that my friend Derek. In that conversation, predicted K State to win forty-one thirty-one, and oh of course Oklahoma wins forty-one thirty-one in this game. <laughs> and uh, I mean, that's all we talked about. We obsessed this. The internet didn't didn't really. I mean, yeah, it existed, but we didn't live on the internet. I don't think I had. I don't know if I had a cell phone. I don't know that I owned one. Um, so I mean, like, we didn't have all the. We didn't, you know, we didn't have all these things to do that we do now to take our time. So we sat around and talked obsessively about K-State football. I mean, this was our life. So in a way, you know? nothing has really changed. I mean, I mean in no. that respect. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, in that respect, you know, obviously it was it was easier to be obsessed back then because right. we were so good right. every single year. But the small pockets of Snyder 2.0 when we were, you know, 11 and 12. Right. I couldn't find time to not do it, you know? Right. Like right. every <laughs> opportunity I had in my life, my daily life was like, how can I consume something about the next game? See, we're different ages. We talked about this last night. Were you were you as into it in eleven and twelve as you were in say oh three? Would you say? I mean, different parts of your life, so it's, it's probably not fair to judge it. But how did you how do you feel about that? Probably because I mean, I was a student right. in eleven and twelve, right. and yeah, because maybe even more. Yeah, uh, and and the second the second go around because you know I had tasted that. I had tasted what it was like to be competing for for championships, right? And then we had to go for so long with what seemed like so long without it. And when it was back, it was like I'm not taking this for granted. Yep. And I mean, I was obsessed. I was obsessed because I truly believed in 2012 that you know after a certain point in the season, I believed like this team, yeah, this team has a chance to be top two for sure and go to a title. And I believed that wholeheartedly. So I was totally. Yeah. I mean, I think I was probably on the same level. I don't. I was something. Still, something changed when I was a kid. Yeah. I like knew literally everything. Like, right. I was obsessed with it. That's the difference. Yeah. But I don't. I think eleven and twelve. I fall. I mean, I was living with Tannehill, so it was. Yeah. I was completely consumed by it. I I was obsessed with it still, but it wasn't like this for me. I mean, this. I mean, and again, different parts of our lives, so it's not like apples to apples. But I mean, yeah, I was a student for this era. You know, I would say ninety five through oh. 0304 like it consumed my life it impacted how i how i acted on a day-to-day basis you know meaning if k-state lost this game i was going to impact my life for the and how i treated people for the next (laughs) the next week you know yeah where in 12 like i remember the baylor loss being very upset but i went to work the next morning at seven o'clock wasn't in a good mood but it didn't like it didn't like shake who i was as a person so that's where I guess I changed from this era to the another era. But this, like this 2000 game we're talking about, it impacted my life. Nelson, uh, I think I can tell this story. I think this game threw a full water bottle at Torrance Marshall from about 40 <laughs> rows up in the student section. Of course, because they're behind the band, because he was that mad. It did not hit him. He didn't get. He didn't get it to him. Part of part of the reason I'm having you on is so you can tell stories about Nelson. Oh, I mean, I was incredibly obsessed, and so I'm not making fun. But Nelson was a notch further. I mean. I, remember, I can see that. I remember 01KU. <laughs> he had 
kidney stones, I believe, and was in the hospital that morning and had a catheter still when he came to the game. Oh my God. Uh, the 01KU game and sat in the stands. And I remember some kid, like Nelson is a very critical fan. And I remember some, uh, I'm just going to make something up, but Scobie got tackled, didn't keep his feet. You know, Nelson wanted him to keep his feet and score. And so Nelson, come on, Josh, keep your feet. And someone, some fan turns around and says, you should be more positive these players. And I remember just screaming at the guy, he has an effing catheter in right now. And he's at this game. He's he's allowed to have this opinion, you know? I mean, so like, I, you know, Nelson That's was smarter. Absurd. Nelson was smarter about it, too. Catheter. So it would drive you more. The more you understand it, the more it can drive you crazy. You know what I mean? And, yeah. But, oh, we were the most obsessive group of guys. Here's Bob Stoops talking about uh, global warming and how the wind won't affect I them. just saw his mouth, mouth global warming. I saw it. But I, I mean, Bob Stoops at this era, there's nobody I hate. Now, now I think Bob Stoops is awesome. I love Bob Stoops. And I think he's one of the greatest coaches of all time. But young Matt Hall had an unhealthy hatred for Bob Stoops. I mean, I couldn't stand him. I was so, it was jealous. It's, that's, it's jealousy. It's envy. It's envy of their success. But, man, I couldn't stand that guy. I remember in the, the 2003 Big 12 championship game, that was one of my first real years covering it. And I remember being at the pre-press conferences, like the media before. And I remember getting so annoyed that every time they asked a question about K-State, Stoops would find a way to say, Sure, Darren Sproles is good, but we got Kiwan Jones. He's pretty good back. Let's talk about. I mean, like, and I remember hating that so much. But then I remember when K State beat him, that that how how Stoops completely flipped and was so had so much praise for yeah. them and made no excuses that I I like all in one moment like I didn't hate him anymore and I thought this guy's awesome. You that kind of. But back in two thousand, I mean, I've never been more unhealthy like dislike of a coach and of a program than Oklahoma football. And for good reason. They yeah. basically stole our entire coaching staff. They stole and everything blocked from us. two chances at a national championship, probably. At least. And, I mean, Who knows we, may be, know? we may be um, kind of reaching there a little bit. but I mean, I, they, I, I'm, I'll take – they stole 98 from K-State by doing what they did with their staff. And then this game, I, I mean, this year, I mean, I think – I love this K-State team. I think this K-State team is, is fantastic. I mean, they lost three games, I understand, but two were to Oklahoma, who won the national championship. And the second one was, you know, was a neutral site game. It was 27-24, where I thought K-State got hosed. We got hosed. Interference call. Yes, we did. So, I mean, that's the best team in the country, and K-State basically played them as close to even as you can for, for eight quarters. You know, I mean, not as, I mean, because it's a 10-point game here, but um, – so, I mean, the A&M loss, I was at that game too, and that was a very frustrating loss. But that just felt like it was – this team did not recover from this. Because no. you remember the next – I mean, I've never seen a K-State team let a loss affect them more than this one because the next weekend it's a, not a good Texas Tech team. They won 28-23 at home, and it was terrifying. It, well, you're right. So we were talking about this earlier before we started. The next week was Texas Tech when Oklahoma killed Nebraska, I believe. And then they went to A&M the week after that, after the Tech game, and got just like 26-10, I want to say, was the final. Like Something stupid. manhandled. And I remember thinking, like, we're not ever going to get over this OU loss. And then, but then I think we hammered Iowa State really bad, shocking. Um, <laughs> oh, I was also here's a note for your show. I was looking back through random football seasons for people. The 1981 K State team. I wanted to look at what they did because that's the year I was born. They were terrible, but they beat a ranked Iowa State team that year. I think K State won one game of the big t- the Big Eight. They went one and seven, and the one win was over a ranked Iowa State team who went on to lose its last five games. And I'll put that crash. in my pocket. But go look that up. Go look up 81 K State Iowa State. I think it's an under underrated game to talk about. I know nothing about it other than last night when we were up at one in the morning. I was looking it up and said, "Hey, beat Iowa State in 81. That's awesome." Let's talk about Michael Beasley a little bit. Coming into Jonathan this, Beasley? Jonathan Beasley. I mean, excuse yeah. me, Jonathan <laughs> the Beasley. Real Beasley, the first Beasley. Coming into this game, 
had like 22, 22 touchdowns and touchdowns. was like number one in the Heisman race. I'm telling you, like I said that last night, I think people chuckled. Like SportsCenter that morning was talking about, is this guy, I mean, like they're the number three, number two team in the country. He's got 22 touchdowns. His quarterback rating was a million. Like, yeah, is this guy going to like be a legitimate Heisman? If they, in case they had won this game. Oh, yeah. He would have been the number one guy. And not that he had a great game in this game, but let's say that K-State wins this game and he's even okay. You know, that he throws for 220 and two touchdowns on a pick and runs for 80 and two touchdowns. He would have been the number one guy for the Heisman Trophy. I mean, Eric Crouch maybe would have been ahead of him at this point, but he would have been one or two. Like, he was, he was having a great season coming into this game. So, we're down three. Oklahoma scores on their second drive. Yep. And we're about to put together a physical. just smash-mouth physical drive. David Allen's in the game for basically – he's. This is the game I think he returns, possibly. I, well, I, yes and no. He, it's not te- technically no. I remember, I remember it that way. The only reason I know it's not correct is here in a few seconds they show that he had nine carries for 19 yards against Kansas the week oh, before. Oh, right, yeah. Um, but I think it was a situation where, like, they just played him a little this, – this was his quote-unquote return, though. I agree, like, in general, this was the game they wanted to go back to using David Allen as part of their offense and return game. And you can tell, like, either, he, he either bulked up one. I right. think he, he definitely did bulk up, like, but he is so bigger. slow. He was slow in this game, it looks like. And they talk about him battling an, angel, an ankle injury, and he was. That's what happened in the Iowa game. And I don't believe he was healthy, um, but he did not look. He ran very physical on this drive. Yeah, he, he looks looked more physical than I'd ever seen him, actually. Right. He looked fantastic on this drive. But, yeah, he looks – You look at this David Allen. It's 98 David Allen. He looks 30 pounds heavier. I mean, yeah. muscle, like, it looks like it's good weight. Uh, way more physical, but he doesn't he doesn't look as explosive. It's weird. But it's he not, was probably really unhealthy with his ankle at this point. It's so. not the David Allen that you think about. This run from David Allen, as we're watching, I'm a little critical of. Is he? And I love David Allen. And I know he had. I, know I don't a, know. I know he's a bonehead and bonehound. But that run, even there, like he's getting 15 on the corner. He has one guy to slip inside of and score with two blockers in front of him, and he just trots out of bounds. I do. I believe he's hurt. You know, I mean, he looks hurt because the one because when they put him back to return the punt finally too, which is the greatest play in K State football history. Like, he's just a decoy. They send a punt block, you know? Like, so I don't believe Allen was healthy in this game, but I think they were – I think K-State was so desperate. It is the, he played against – yeah, see? Look at that memory, Plando. Uh, but, like – See, I thought that I it, thought that was on the season. How about that like, formation started with an eye with three guys behind Beasley in the backfield. They motioned the tight end out, and they were just shoving David Allen down their throat. Look at that. What? See, that's that's a that's David a Allen that – physical run by David, David Allen. David Allen just trucks a guy, yeah. and that's not the David Allen that you think yep. about. So we run every single play play. on this drive, and we're like inside the twenty right now. People are people are starting to believe. Oh no! (laughs) Me in the stands right now. Like I enter this game respecting Oklahoma, but still like the cocky, arrogant K State fan. I I think I think K State's going to win this game in my head. You know, I don't know, thirty eight to twenty. You know, I think K State's going by a couple scores. And this does nothing but convince me I'm right. You know, I mean, because when you come out and they're going to score on this play here, it's first and 10 for K-State down 3 nothing, five minutes left. Uh, no, it's going to be a couple plays from now. But they're going to score on the quarterback draw that we love. Not the shotgun delay, either power, or what you think of with Bishop and Klein, which was great. But the the same t- play they score a touchdown against Nebraska in 98 where they go. It's they such a good play. They go one. They go. No, it is different. They go. It's basically just a QB lead. I mean, they yeah. go one back. They split out the running back. And then the the. They're going to run just a quarterback draw or QB lead behind the lead blocker in Lazicic, and they score with Beasley here to go up 7-3. And, I, yeah, young me, I am convinced this is about to be just an absolute blowout. K-State's going to win this thing even by more than I thought because this drive was so easy just running the football against this Oklahoma defense. I would love to bring this draw play back. Here it is right here. Yep, so David Allen goes out wide. They offset Lazicic a little bit so he can get in line to set up his lead block for Beasley, which he – 
He makes. He on, takes like a two-step right. drop, cocks it back, right. cocks it back in his in his stance like he's going to throw, and then he yep. takes off and he has a lead blocker. And, and it's so much quicker than what we've like right. evolved the, into. The timing, I bet if you is probably identical to if he just turned and handed off to a running back. You know, because exactly. you have the you fall on the. So the timing of it's the same for the offensive line as it is a regular running play, and that's all it is. Um, but yeah, Beasley gets touched a little bit by Roy. Literally gets touched by Roy Williams and goes in. It doesn't hurt that there's like a two-yard gaping hole that we created Correct. for him. Yeah, I mean, like I say, Lazic just kind of got his block, but he didn't even really need it. I mean, because the line was blown open so much. Again, yeah, seven. Well, we have some some shenanigans and the extra point, but ultimately it's seven three K State. And again, like I'm ready to see forty eight ten. We'll be number two. Let's just get to that Nebraska game. You know, that's how I'm thinking probably already in my mind in the stands. And then it is really ugly yeah. for the next, like, K-State three quarters. K-State up 7-3, and it's all downhill from here. Yep, yep. <laughs> I mean, so we're going to get to it here in a second. But, well, we don't want to get too far ahead of it, you know, because then what's the point of us watching the game if I start talking about plays that too far ahead? But, but yeah, I mean, this is a K-State team. I don't that, think we should watch the whole game. <laughs> okay, well, I don't. Oh, good. We I mean, can speed. You me to, we can I'm like, speed man, ahead. I'm like, man, if you want me to watch this whole game, like, I'm going to get really mad. So, yeah, let's – I mean, so, so Hell it's 7-3 no. K-State. How far ahead do we want to go? Let's I mean, just skip we'll, to the we'll, scores. Let's we'll talk about what happens next because we watched it earlier, which is a huge, huge play in this game, which is JT Thatcher. Right, so it's 7-3. We kick the extra point. Right. And then they immediately return. Yep, and that's when I all of a sudden realized this game's not going to go how I thought. Yeah. Because I expected – because this – we've talked about this. The crowd is so hateful. It's so full. The atmosphere, they're so ridiculous. Like, I expect OU to lay down here. I mean, it's only 7-3. This is how irrational I was. You know, I expect they're going to lay down right now and just get murdered. And instead, they take this kick back to – I think they score on it. We watched this a few times. They end up ru- ruling him out at the one, and some guy named Seth Luttrell scores. His heel kind of sweeps out of bounds, it's and they call, him out, call yeah. him out on the one-yard line. But So they return a kick basically back to the one-yard line. Yep. Basically negating our entire Everything drive. Everything we just did in one play. And sucking the atmosphere out a little bit. And then they score in almost the mo- – but then I guess I think they put them at the two. And there's a it's, there's not, it's not a great feeling when you put a team at the two and they just hand it off to their fullback and he runs into the end zone with nobody touching him for a touchdown. And who was that um, fullback, at, yeah, by the way? Exactly. Seth Luttrell Seth scores. Seth Luttrell. I mean, I would love you – know, I'll tell you what. I'd love to argue that Thatcher fumbled this through the end zone for a touchback, but he didn't. I'd love to argue that Luttrell fumbled on the touchdown run because the ball came out, but he didn't. It was too late. And, I mean, yeah, this was it. I, I mean, this, this wasn't the game, but this is when I knew this is not going to go like how I thought. And Oklahoma puts it on K-State for the next – period of we time. do not take the lead again for the rest of this game we don't take the lead again until kansas city right you know? that's right yeah so latrell just scored i'm moving us forward a little bit yeah it's i mean and it's just it's more a com- it's a combination of obviously oklahoma being good but it's us kind of shooting ourselves in the foot yep. i mean we have so many plays where we have them on the back foot and let them Flat, escape. So they're, I mean, this is this. It's ten. So it's ten seven. Three minutes left. You just said it perfectly. That's talk about these receivers. And I know people are going to drop the ball. It's going to happen. You got a second and ten from your own twenty. They go shotgun here. They get Aaron Lockett. Could not be more open. I think he's the slot. I think he just runs a deep in, and he has nobody near him. Beasley hits him right in the chest for a twenty yard gain and just puts the ball on the ground. Like so many unforced errors in this game. No one near him. I mean, no one near he him. Literally, I mean, literally started running before he caught it. You hear that by announcers and it's kind of an exaggeration. He literally started running before he caught that ball. And I mean, that's what this game was. And again, that's not to take away from Oklahoma, but that's a first down out of the four. And who maybe it's more cuz if Rocky Thomas misses that tackle, no one catches there and lock it. But yeah, he's by but, himself. But I mean, he doesn't, you know. We probably drop it on third down too. I mean, like I don't doubt it. Oh, we're punting here. So, we probably did drop it on third down though. <laughs> Let's see. Let's see. I'm curious. 
We can't watch every play, I agree. But now it's third down. So you just had that drop from Lockett. I feel like they're going to run the same play just to a different receiver in the – oh. BC's no, he gets forever and take a bad sack. We'll throw it away late. So, yeah, let's go to another score. Which, if I remember right, I feel like we're due for like maybe like a Curtis Fagan screen pass touchdown. That is how they score exactly. The score? But they're yeah. on like the twenty. Yeah. So they get down to the twenty. It's ten to seven, and then we, yeah, they have a little slip screen to the halfback. Yeah. And we never he takes got, it in. We never got a Curtis pretty much Fagan. untouched. We never got a Curtis Fagan Demarcus Fagans matchup, unfortunately. Uh, yeah, this is it, I believe. Yeah, I think he gets not touched on the screen. I mean, he did run over a guy at the end there for K-State. Who's that he just trucked? But he's running freely from the, right. basically the 15-yard right. line. Well, yeah, it's easy to truck a guy when you get a, you get a dead yeah. start from the 15. I mean, but yeah, so second and 15 OU's, you know, backed up a little bit. Got a chance. Hold him to a field goal. You're fine. You second know? and 15, I mean, and yeah. I mean, look how. They're in a bad spot. But look, we bring the, everyone. Bring the world. We bring everyone. I mean. And oh, I mean, it's Cooper. Well, it's not really Cooper's fault because it's two guys. I mean, it's the most well-executed screen until 2003 when Sproul scores with them in a screen. Yeah. But I mean, it's literally like it's like if it's like if you were Mason both. He's not listening to this. Watching your play calls on Madden and you watch the blitz. So you're like, well, I'm going to call the screen because we can say like whatever we want. Like exactly. This oh, is I behind know. the paywall. Right. Now. Exactly. So I mean, like, so Oklahoma knew what K-State was doing. They called a screen against it and it worked perfectly. So 17-7. 17-7 into the first quarter. We've self-destructed a little bit, and we don't really get it back until really we don't make late. a push until basically yeah. everybody knows the the fourth quarter. But I this I mean we watched we kind of watched the beginning and the end last year. The, the middle of this game is a blur. Remember this awkward thing they did twice, and I like it. Creativity. They put Quincy Morgan at I back twice in it's this. It's very game. strange to I me. I feel like they did it. My guess is they did it to want to throw the ball out of there at some point. Like I feel like they had to be setting something up to throw him the ball out of that position. Uh, we're second quarter, 17-7. I don't know if this is it, but pretty soon Beasley throws a pick trying to force it to Shad Meyer. And I remember Nelson in this screen actually being like, Shad Meyer's not Tony freaking – he didn't say freaking – Tony freaking Gonzalez. And, like, why are we forcing it to Shad Meyer against him here? That he didn't. We ran an option that got blown up. I feel like it's coming, though, if I remember it right. Again, this is behind the paywall. So, if you want to paint Nelson as some sort of <laughs> villain, you can. I, I mean, he wasn't. He just, he just loved K-State so much and – so here we go. First and ten, still seventeen seven. This must, and then, oh. nope. Uh, that. Tell a story about you just screaming at Nelson because he's sitting All in right. his hands. I'll, I remember. I mean, I remember <laughs> what. I don't want to embarrass him because it makes me sound like I'm a badass. When in reality, I'm sure I was being a huge bitch too during this game. But like, I remember like when it was like thirty eight fourteen. Nelson just being distraught. You know, like literally sitting on his hands, not talking to anybody, not looking at anybody. See, I. Uh, can relate to that easier. Like I mean, when you have so were, much hype. Lots and, of people were doing that. And then you're just like. There's different ways we all manage this disappointment. Nelson's was to shut down and to just handle like an adult probably. You know, I mean, and mine was to sit down next to him, put my nose to his nose and say, if you're not going to effing cheer right now, you're not really a good fan. Because like this is the time. That, I mean, I was that guy. Like that's who I was. And I remember, you know, he was mad at me. You he didn't pussy. really respond. But he didn't, he didn't snap at me either, which he could have done. And then I remember, you know, he kind of gradually getting back into it. And then the, the block punt we're making out, basically. You know what I mean? So, like, it was it was a really a, a really big uh, – really and I heard a similar story from one of my friends sitting next to one of my friend's dads. So, one of my friends from high school sitting next to one of my high school friend's dads. And them doing the exact same thing. 
Like them screaming at each other, you know, saying, why fun, don't you care? Why aren't you trying to cheer? Fun fact and about Michael Beasley enjoys video Jonathan games. Beasley and too, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan Beasley enjoys crossword games and video games. Crossword puzzles and video games. What video what games do you think play? he was I don't into? That play at all. So we, this must get called back. There's no way that – because that play – does that happen? We just swung it out to John Olazatich for like 30 yards – and well, we probably throw back. a pick here. This must be – I bet he throws the pick to Meyer on the next play. Because, again, this is still fine. It's 17-7. Now we're on their side of the midfield. We're about to go in and score, 17-14. We were down 17-14 in Nebraska at halftime of 98. We were fine. Like, it's not a big deal. But we blow this, and I'm pretty sure it's an intercept. That's a great play by Beasley. Um, Watching pretty, Beasley makes you appreciate him so much that more. Was a great He's play. good. That He's was a very good. mobile. He was very yeah, that was a great play. That's he, – he, you know, he – He's really mobile inside the pocket. Correct. Yeah. And um, extends plays like that, like, but, but very underrated in that, no doubt about it. He's got a good touch pass. He just false started there, though. Oh, He's so Jesus. excited around the QB draw. God, we just abused the QB draw. Yep. Oh, I mean, it was all we did. We love it. What do you? What kind of video games was Michael Beasley pull? God damn it! I love it. That's Unreal. Cool. We'll think about this. Jonathan two, Beasley. Two thousand man. I mean, so he's probably playing NFL Blitz. I'm trying to think. If we should um, look up what's NFL Blitz. Was what games that were coming out? Play, it was in PlayStation. The PlayStation Two didn't come out. I don't think until after this season because I remember me and Derek, who have referenced the story a few times, buying a PlayStation Two between our freshman and sophomore years. Because we felt like we needed it to play college football on. Because the new college football game was on that. So, I think... No, I know for a fact in 2000 we were still playing it on the PlayStation 1. Because I remember our dynasty. I was actually Oklahoma in that dynasty. Because I refused to take K-State in our Big 12 dynasty. Because I didn't like their players too much to recruit over them. So, I took Oklahoma. And then I remember hating myself for having taken Oklahoma after this game. Because they weren't supposed to be good. They were 7-5 and five the year before, Flanders. Like, this wasn't supposed... To, this OU team wasn't supposed to be this good. I mean, two years ago, they fired their coach. The first, last year, they were 7-5 and five and lost their bowl game. And so we're like, oh, they're on the rise. They're coming back. I didn't know they were going to go undefeated and win the freaking national championship this year when I picked them for that game. There's some decent video games out. What do you got? What do you got? Like Crash we got, Bandicoot? We got Counter-Strike. Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2, which was a good one. I never one. got into those. The Sims came out. I bet he was playing The Sims and I just creating entire cities. This time. So look at this, man. I don't. And so still, fourth and nine, 11 minutes left in the quarter. They're punting from their own end zone. When does it all? When does it all? When does it all so blow bad? up? Yeah, like, I remember going. So bad what is the biggest death? Like, what do we get down? Thirty-eight, next? fourteen is the biggest deficit. I remember that. Right, I know that. Yeah. Like, so middle third quarter. Twenty-four. Do say? they score? Twenty-four. Yeah. Surely we have to score here. No, at we some don't. Point. No, I don't think it's ever seventeen. Is it I mean, look at 14? we're on the thirty. Well, you we're on the twenty-five. We start this drive at their one-yard line. We start this drive on their twenty-yard line. Does it get, I, mean, I guess it does get seventeen, fourteen. I don't remember it going seventeen, fourteen, but it must here, right? And then they, I, mean, I think so. And then they score like twenty-one unanswered. Yeah. Let's see. We're fast-forwarding a little bit. We do score. So, it looks yeah, like. Yeah, K State got in. It must be. Looks like it's a, Be a Beasley touchdown run. I we'll see. Beasley or Scobie. Because yeah, like I will say, like I've watched the game a thousand times. Turn, but I, turn the volume. But up. this part, yeah, this part I can't stand watching. You know what I mean? So I've skipped because it you know times. that we're I know gonna what's lose. Going on. I think it's very interesting. Yeah, like, no, I've, it actually is because this is stuff that I just haven't watched. There's so, so many details that I don't. Yeah, remember. second goal from the three. It's got to be a Beasley option for a touchdown. It's got to be Beasley option keep for a score. Let's see, unless I'm crazy. It is Beasley a option a short side that. option yep. kind of rolls out and Beasley walks in at seventeen fourteen. So that does make yeah. this. Ten times worse, it actually. Does. Like, Knowing is... that it was a much closer game than yeah. I remember. Yeah, I'm sure at this point I'm like, oh, okay, we're fine. 
So let's you know, get let's no get to issues. halftime and see what the score is. Well, they they score again before the half. It doesn't go in seventeen fourteen. I know it gets worse somehow. Let's see where we're at. I, we do have to watch the play where Antoine Still, Savage breaks uh, nine hundred tackles. Has never seen that. He's gonna watch it. And be like, wait, how does he score on that? I it's mean, pretty painful. That breaks your back. That's the play that really broke my back as a fan in this game. We're yeah. Still seventeen fourteen as we fast forward. Man, remember how I can name all these other receivers? I think Curtis Fagan, Antoine Savage, um, Brant, Josh Norman, Andre Wolfolk. Um, the next year, my roommate's cousin was Lance Donnelly, who played tight end for Oklahoma. He actually caught a pass go through Big Twelve Championship game, first cousin, and he was a huge OU fan, so that drove me crazy too. But the what a prick! There, he was a nice guy. Um. <laughs> Let's go forward a little bit more here. OU's about to score again. I think it's a hypo. Looks like it must be a hypo one-yard touchdown run. Hypo gives point, Latrell, who gets stuffed. Oh, oh he, he fumbled. put the ball on the ground. Man, talk about that play. Let's talk. About, let's go back and watch this again. How did I don't remember they remember this at all. How did they? They must have recovered, clearly. So they've got what here? Man, what? It's just uh, little details first here. First and goal. What is this? We got to see. Come on, ABC. That would have changed everything. So they've got a uh, goal to go from the one. Heupel's under center. They got a power set, one back. Turning it off like he's a tailback, and he puts the ball on the ground. He fumbles on the one, and we recover. We, we don't recover. Eleven guys laying there. It bounces back out of the pile to the bottom, and this guy at the bottom gets it. That's and they, they didn't call it a touchdown. Eleven. Whoever number eleven is for us. We didn't have an 11. Was that not number 11? We, that's the only retired number at K-State football. Is it really? Yeah. What did I just um, see? I don't know. So we fumbled. They recover so they on that give, inch they yard give line. They don't the touchdown. And they do recover. Like, it's an appropriate call. But the ball, I mean, K-State has four guys laying around the ball. And the darn AstroTurf squirts it down. I mean, let's, so here's Latrell takes the handoff. I mean, ball that... is clearly out, short of the goal line. K-State has four guys around it. Jared Cooper's all over it, does not recover it. We're seeing it again because I don't remember this play because I refuse to watch it. This would it, have been huge. But yeah, John McGraw, McGraw and just Cooper are both all over it. that ball, do not recover it. Hypel scores the next play 20, 24 14 Oklahoma. God, those are see, those are the bounces yep. you need to get to win a national right. fucking right. title. Exactly, yeah. And, that, and, that, and that's, <laughs> hey, luck's part of the game. Oh, I think this is when Beasley throws the pick and Nelson loses his mind. What did because Nelson I remember, say? Yeah, I remember Nelson being, Nelson was just smart, and Nelson being. Why are we forcing the ball to Shad Meyer with Roy Williams covering him? We're treating him like he's yeah. Tony Gonzalez. I mean, Roy Williams is an all-American stud safety, and we decide that we've got to force it to our tight end against him, and it gets picked off. Chucks it way he's deep. No, I mean, it's double covered. He's not remotely open. The two guys covering him are Derek Strait and Roy Williams. That was very dumb. And that's, just a, that's one of those plays that before the play, you decide where you're going with the football, and it's a pick, and, I, and they score again. So they go up 31-14 into halftime, if I remember right. That seems right. It's a long halftime. So they just intercepted it. It's 24-14. He takes it back to yep, like the and they 50. Have scored again. Five minutes remaining. They do score again. So and it's tw it's Quentin Griffin. I'll back up a second here. So, so 31. First God and damn. 10. Let's look at this here. Where are they at? I mean, they're at the 18. They either run a draw to Griffin or a swing to Griffin, and he scores. And it's 31-14. And it's the longest halftime. It's just a, just an inside draw to Griffin. Puts his head on the ground, stays up, runs through a tackle, scores 31-14. And we just can't run. tackle. Yep, best tackling team on on tape in the country. <laughs> and, I mean, this is the longest halftime ever. To be down 31-14. Do you stay in? Yes. I stay in the whole time. Most people do. And it's just anger, you know? I mean, yeah. it's just sitting there being mad about 
Did you think that we on. were going to come back? I don't think I did. And I was very positive. I'm, I was somebody, oh, I remember this play. So here's an underrated play we complained about. Beasley, I do remember this. Beasley runs a quarterback sneak on third down. Is never down. His progress never stops. The officials blow it dead. Oh. And Beasley goes on to score. That's oh. trash. Like, so another interesting All right, we're play have to that see happened this in this then. game. Now, that's how I remember it. Maybe when I watched the replay, it was clear that he's down. But I remember at the time thinking, why'd they blow that dead? He wasn't down. The play wasn't stopped. So let's just, watch it. Just had an ABC promo for oh, Kansas awesome. City Wizards at the Chicago Fire. So there's the Fire. sneak. No whistle. Beasley not down. Pops up. Everyone's still playing. He scores. Well, maybe he gets caught. He gets caught at the 10. But they go back and blow it dead at midfield. Yeah, that's that's tough. And then, of course, we don't score. I don't know if I can hold that one against the officials, though. Yeah, well, no. I mean, probably not, but I'm going to. I mean, because I'm mad. You should. Like, like, like here's the replay. Actually, yeah, that's kind of bullshit. He's not down. But I, I, I will agree. I can understand why the officials would have assumed he was. It's forward progress I mean, it's stop. rare that you see a sneak that doesn't go down and pops out. But, yeah, I mean, he just... But he's still... That is... Yeah, he never that went is, down to the ground. That should have counted and for sure. So just like Beasley anticipated a throw before the play and through the pick, the officials anticipated him being down there. And it cost K-State 40 yards and at least three points and probably a touchdown. But it doesn't matter because I'm pretty sure Quincy Morgan puts one on the ground here in a second anyway. <laughs> I love Quincy Morgan. He's probably my favorite K-State receiver of all time. Exactly. That's oh, We said that last night. but He was not good in this game. He was not good. Nobody was good. Trying to find this. Oh, well, it doesn't matter. We'll go for it again because we know it doesn't go well. Here's okay, here's a look at that play. I suppose if it's no, it is a catch. Look how dark our uniforms are. They were they're almost darker. black. They're almost black. Yeah, I mean, they looked awesome. They look so much better. You notice that Flanders watching that, like how much darker yeah. the jerseys are? Like when did we make that transition? Because I feel like <sighs> I want to say yeah, I think people did complain about the t it not looking good on TV, although I think it looks great. Yeah. It looks um, so much better. But I remember people saying it didn't look purple. I mean, look, Beasley's is black. I mean, I know it's a lot of sweat, but if you look at Beasley's, it looks black. I love but, it. That looks great. We should bring that bring back the dark purple. So this drive was promising a number of times. Doesn't get anything. It's just, it's just a vintage K-State loss, basically, in this era. We talked about this. Right. We have so many... <laughs> So many games where they're big games where we are a good team, and yeah. we get we dig such a deep hole that we cannot get out of, so and it, it costs us. It costs us in a way a season. Right, absolutely. I mean, we got this game, 2002 Colorado, which we were watching last night too, which is just as bad. 2002 Colorado is really bad. Uh, 2002 Texas is right, but but it's that's a different kind of loss at least, you know where K State 2003 was, Texas that was a, yeah was, oh, 2003 Texas we was, didn't yeah necessarily dig a hole I think we're getting but close we blew to the savage I mean this I'm not sure that there's been a bigger dagger uh, for, again someone as a fan like when you're already down 31 14 and then they score like this here it is like so Flanders watch this play watch uh so, so Hypel. Let's go back. I want to go back a little further because to show the situation too. God, that's disgusting. I mean, so it's thirty-one fourteen. I want to say this is third down. I hope ABC will show us. Like it's third and really long. They just dump it off, hoping to you know basically not turn it over and get out and punt. 
Third down, just rolls to his left, dumps it off to Savage. He catches it out. Warren Lott misses a tackle. Monty Beisel misses a tackle. Jeremy Just Butler misses a tackle. Jared Cooper misses a tackle. And he goes 80 yards for a touchdown. That is disgusting. And none of that's an exaggeration. I mean, every one of those guys had him and just whiffed. So it's 38-14, to 14, 9.32 left in the third quarter. We're yep. getting absolutely blown to bits. And now I know it's done. At like, home. I, like, I'm still going to cheer and be there, but I know we're done. But like, no one I, leaves. No one leaves. No, I mean. That is different. Yeah. That is the time. Yep. That is something that well, has changed. Well, yeah, there's nothing else to do. I mean, like, you know, yeah, like, true. you know, I mean, I don't mean that in a critical, I mean, that's a critical way, but like, we're not, you know, you can, and it's, you can't just text your friends and release and say, oh, let's all go here. Like, you know, you're already here, so you got to I mean, stay here, you know? I'm leaving at this point. Uh, I mean, I was so mad, but you know, so I didn't leave obviously because I was a small child. But yeah, you didn't really have a way to get out, you know. But I mean, so we're thirty-eight, fourteen, nine minutes left here. We're gonna show some Aaron Lockett highlights. I assume they're all drops. Yep, yep there's they're one. All drops. <laughs> there's a flat drop. Another first down on the little field. Another flat drop here by Aaron Lockett. And that's a tougher catch, but that's first down drop. I mean, those are three drive-killing twenty-yard gains, you know, that are taken off the board by flat drops. And, I mean, hey, that's, again, talking about wanting to win a national championship, you can't do that. No. You know? I mean, and, and we did over and over again. I think this drive-ins in a field goal for K-State, if I remember right, because I know it gets to 38-17. So, let's see here. I'm going to fast-forward us a little bit. Talking to Barry Switzer on the sideline makes me sick. Like, now, it doesn't bother me. But back then, watching this, I don't want to hear Barry Switzer about how good the Sooners are, you know? Man, I tell you what, K State is still very patient too. Down twenty-four in the third quarter, a lot of running plays, and I remember always being critical of that. But they they have a shot to. We talk about this all the time. They have they have the ball back, down seven with almost ten minutes left in this game. So while I'm critical of how long they took to do stuff here, they had plenty of time to still get back in this game. How do we score? I really uh, field have no goal idea. here. Uh, Lockett has another ball, and the ball was tipped. It would have been a tough catch, but that ball hits Lockett in both hands. In you got to catch that, and he can't catch it. But it would have been very that'd have been a very tough catch. But again, you need to make one of these plays at some point. So they're gonna run a weird QB draw. I mean, this definitely it's a obviously play action quarterback draw. Ends in a field goal, which yep. makes it 38-17, and then the fun stuff starts to happen. Oh my goodness, yeah. I want to see the third down play. I want to see how we don't get the first here, because I don't remember. He's so it's third down, shotgun. He's a shotgun and just Yeah, that looked painful. I couldn't see he didn't show it. We know Reem we know Reem makes this. We know it's thirty-eight seventeen. We know OU doesn't score for a while again, so we're gonna keep kind of inching forward. Yeah, you can go away for it. Now, listen, if we're now, I know this series right is the most like the most hateful game ever, you know, or most hated games ever, and that kind of stuff. But we have to talk through, like, is there a better sequence, like crescendo sequence in K State history, than like these next few series of crowd reaction? Oh well, actually though, let's watch this for a second, and I want you to call. I want you to call this play for me. This this highlight they cut to. It's unrelated to this, but I want oh, you to call. Oh, yeah. I okay. want you just to call what happens okay. on this highlight for me. Oh, look at this athlete playing quarterback for NC State. Play of the day, play Burger the day King. The Burger King call play of the day. It's North Carolina versus NC State. It's a halfback pass, or no, it's like more like a wide receiver pass to Philip Rivers for a touchdown. who scampers in for a touchdown for NC State. The to athlete take the lead he looked like on that play against Holy North Carolina. Cow. I mean, he's more of a possession he's guy. Like, he looks like he's <laughs> he looks like he's walking in. I mean, he looks exactly the same three as feet he of water right now, which is awesome. He looks identical to how he looks right now. But it's thirty-eight seventeen. But let's talk about this. So let's talk about the positive part. So I'm trying to think. We've set up that we talk about pregame forever. Like so. We, that scenario is never going to happen again. We agree on that. 
So you're also not going to get a scenario where you get down in that game 38-14 and every person in the stadium wants to kill each other because they're so mad at each other. And then slowly, it just it's like a musical crescendo, you know, field goal, okay, a stop. Okay, they run a quarter blitz for some reason and, and Morgan goes 80 for the touchdown. And now, now you're fully back into it, right? Yeah. We're going to watch this all as it happens. But then it goes safety quarterback sack from McGraw, Beisel sack, third, you know, now. And we just, there comes a point and, where we're just like, Fuck it. We're blitzing right. every, every play. play. We're just going to blitz every play. And we just bring play. literally seven or eight guys. We can't it's stop absurd. you. So we're just going to blitz every play, and it works. Um, and then, I mean. I, I'm that, trying to think oh, of other times in history where there was such a good, like, buildup. And I, the only thing I can really <sighs> think that maybe compares to it is inexplicably coming back against Baylor when they in 2011 when it kind of felt like they just yeah. had us at arm's length the entire game. I never felt like we were going to win that. I agree. And then all of a sudden – That's a good one. That's a We really good have one. a defensive stop that's huge, and then, you know, I'm, Arthur Brown intercepts it, and then we take the lead. It's kind of – it kind of t- you no, know, you're right. It kind of takes away from everything we're talking about to say it almost happens again this year, but it almost does because they get down to Nebraska – they get up big on Nebraska this year in 2000. Like, when I say big, I think they go up nine. Like 20- God, we just can't – Get they a break a in this game Oklahoma either. Muffs they a muff a punt. Their own punt. Midfield area. I mean, this is a game where, again, I'm not just complaining. Uh, this is how championships get won. But every 50-50 thing in this game went Oklahoma's Pretty way. Pretty much. Every I single mean, one of them. We could not um, get a break there. That would have been huge. Would have been monster. But, but I mean, like, uh, 2000 Nebraska had some similarities because huge game to win the Big 12 North. It's Nebraska. We've still only beat them once in the last 31 years. You know, and then that, that has the deal where we build the big the, the big lead. They score two touchdowns immediately in the fourth quarter to go back ahead. And we have to drive in the snow to win the game and do. Like, I mean, that was a pretty amazing crescendo, too. But the crowd wasn't the same because we were the underdogs. That was just a good game. It was just a good game. It was a lot of – it was a really this fun special This was, moment. like, just a, like, a culmination of so many different right. factors where, right. you know, everyone wanted to just murder Oklahoma right. going into the game. It More was than any game, game we've day. ever played. Right. It was the biggest game of the year. It was a record crowd. Right. And oh, so here we go. Just getting destroyed. So here we go where, you know, I mean, it's already kind of started. The crescendo, the slow build to it has started with the field goal there and that kind of stuff. But so here we are. So K State's down 38-17, and they're going to run a corner blitz here. Quincy Morgan is going to recognize it and point at Beasley before the snap. He's blitzing, and they just throw the hitch, screen, whatever you want to call it out there to him. Um but there's a little hitch route. He makes one guy miss and goes 80 for the touchdown. Second down. Beasley with a quick fire sideline. Morgan breaks free. Foot race. He can flat fly on a cutback. Morgan goes the distance for K-State. 69. And Morgan had... He had to break, like, a tackle there. They had two right. guys there to get by him, but... Right. I mean, yeah, so at this point, you know, he re- uh, Beasley and Morgan recognize it, make the play. 38-24, now you feel like so there's just threat. like that, there's plenty of time now left. We're oh, down two scores. left. We're fine, you know? And it feels so different somehow. Right. It immediately feels completely different. And, I mean, I, I would love to... We talk, we'll talk about the block punt forever, and we should. So we got to watch but the I defensive would, series I was going to say, I, even more than the block... Not more than the block punt, but almost as much as the block punt, I would love to go back and relive being in that crowd for yeah. this defensive series. I'd love to relive I mean, just this entire right this sequence ten minute sequence right. where you know we score, we hold I mean, them, we score, we we pick it off because the the hatred is still there, but it's almost turned into again like this sense of desperation slash 
you know, again, as a Cordy, that sounds like as a crowd, like desperation slash we, you know, we can do this. We're going to, you know, make a difference. And it gets is it gets louder in there than it's ever been and ever will be again. Not just for the pump. The pump block's the loudest play, but this is the loudest defensive series ever. And the TV doesn't know justice. None. No. Like as to how loud this whole series is. Because, like, you know, they can't. But It's just hard to really, like. So you talk about we blitz everything. We do. But that first play, we don't. We play coverage. They hit Savage. And that's when they decide we're just going to send Fuck it. eight yeah. guys on every, every play. play the rest of this game and see what happens. And it gets there a lot. But, uh, yeah, Hypo again falling. Off. I mean, there's no pressure on him. But throwing off his back foot again, getting the completion. But now here, yeah. It's just I just I wish I, could, I wish the volume was good enough where I could just be quiet and let you enjoy the crowd, but they don't do it justice. It is it's just it's hard to understand or it's hard to remember that So they bring both safeties, Proctor and McGraw. Yeah. They both get through right McGraw up the gets, middle. Yeah, McGraw gets the sack. Proctor would have if McGraw wasn't there you know, wasn't there. So and he, yeah, I mean people are going crazy, thirty eight twenty four, we're gonna put them in second and long. I mean everything's going everything's going right here. I mean they bring both safeties. Neither both of them, safeties, both right safeties are middle. one yard off the line of scrimmage, and they both come right off the gut. And if they throw that ball, credit to Heifel, Proctor is – I loved Milton Proctor. was smart enough because he knows what Graw's already threw. He stops thinking if they throw this outlet. If, if, if Heifel had tried to throw that loft outlet, it would have been picked off by Proctor for a touchdown. And Heifel does credit, didn't. He just took the sack. I believe we get another sack here with Monty. Bi yep, Monty Beisel gets a sack. Just look at that D-line. Oh, my goodness. Chris Johnson, Monty Beisel, Mario Fadafehi. It's three just absurdly good players. Yep, fantastic players. I know you're – we have a lot of – we just like the same players. I was a huge Chris Johnson guy, too. Yeah, One Chris Johnson is my favorite DN probably ever. He's probably mine, too, to be quite honest with you. I love Chris Johnson. I, it was a hold? this year, late in the year against Missouri, I swore he has like 17 tackles as a D end in one game and like five sacks. Four, and, four sacks against Missouri. But I'm going to pause it. I mean, because like you, we, we're talking about memories and stuff here. Yeah. You know, like I remember turning, you know, to Nelson and Derek and Flanders. And I mean, I know I can cuss on this. I still stop a little short and saying, that's effing David Allen back there. I mean, telling, I mean, turning to people I don't know in the student section screaming, David Allen's back there. David Allen's back there. <laughs> people trying to start the David Allen chant, which we haven't been able to do because he's been hurt for like for three months. But it's so loud in there. The chant can't even start because people are just too loud. And I'm not even watching the pump block as it happens because I'm just staring at David Allen thinking like, he's going to take this back. For a touchdown, and I'm going to explode. And then they, in a genius move by Snyder, they put Allen back there knowing he's not going to return it. And they back David Allen. He's returned a record time seven in his career. He'll get a shot here in crunch time. They come and block it. They swallow a touchdown. Kansas State scores on a block punt. Terrence Newman. It's swallowed up the fourth. So it's not an exaggeration to say that that is easily the most absurd yep. sporting moment that I've ever been a part of yep. in person. I mean, it was just complete pandemonium. Yes, it's an overused term, That was, but that was really pandemonium. Like when we just paused it here and watched the clip, you could see – you can't. I don't think you could ever see me. Like you could see one of my friends very clearly jumping up and down. Um, and I remember just like saying like this jumping up and down in the student section right now, it's, it, we're two minutes. That's an exaggeration. We're a minute past. It's still going on. And when we finally settle down after the extra point, none of us are sitting by each other anymore. Like it was such a <laughs> mosh pit in that area 
I mean, of you hugging people you don't know, high five people you don't know. I mean, that's all it was. Just running up and down this. I mean, like the, when it ends, when it finally calms down, like I think I'm like seven rows higher than my friends. And we're not not from crowd surfing or anything. It's just that that's how intense it was. The only um, thing that's come close for me is Cardi's dunk. That, and that was moment a, ooh, that's was a like good point. It was like 15 seconds of like. Because we had won the game effectively. That's, yeah. And you see him running down the court, and there's like it's like a mini crescendo. Because you're thinking the whole time, what's he going to do? This what's he like, going to do? Yeah. And then when it happens, it's a moment of literally That's everyone good. in the arena is jumping up and down, and it lasts forever. It lasts for the entire defensive series. Right. It just never stops, and people right. are just going crazy, and then we turn it over. It, it's still happening here. Like, again, the team yeah. is doing it no justice. But, like, at this point, I love these shots, too. They're showing the block punt from different angles. Because I always like, tell, tell Flanders, like, don't watch the play. Just watch the crowd yeah. reaction. Like, the literal, like, pandem. Everyone starts jumping. I mean, every person in the crowd is jumping and their arms are up. Yeah. As soon as that ball gets touched. And, like, I love watching this north end zone shot of it. Same thing. Like, and, like, watch, like, Flanders are at your watch. Like, watch the people jumping into the middle. You know, running through around in the middle of the yeah. sidewalk going crazy. Like, well they might as well have just come on the field, Flanders says. He's right. Like, it was so insane at this point. I mean, we're looking down at the OU sidelines and players covering the ear holes in their helmets because of the noise. There's got young baby L. Roberson right over there. here celebrating on the sideline. Like, so, this is the most insane environment I've ever been at in a sporting event. Now, this series has to be the loudest of all time. Right yes, here. the defensive series here was had to be. So we've, the problem was they moved the ball, so we never get really – you know, we don't get like a second or third down to go nuts on. We, but the defensive series here is unbelievably loud. We come all the way back. It's 38-31, right. and we force a turnover here. Right. Which I did not remember. Right. I remembered it because, I mean – I, I do remember I said all the 50-50 stuff went, our, went their way, and it did, but OU made a couple of really odd decisions late in the game. The corner blitz that Morgan scored on, remember at the time, I was saying, why did they? Why when you're up 24 are you running corner blitzes against a, a receiver who can score on one play? Then, I mean, why when Heupel's been perfect? Are you running halfback toss passes with Ronaldo Works? I think OU did get too cute late in this game, and that did help K-State get back in it, but it more – it what. How do I say this right? So while Oklahoma helped K-State get back in it, it's not the same as all the millions of things K-State did wrong to give up this 38-14 lead. God, I would just kill to be – just to be there. Oh, I – relive yeah. that yeah, as an man. adult. Like, I wonder what moment, adult. I wonder what adult me would have been like at this game. We talked about it with Flando last night. The only game that you can tell a young person that's remotely similar is Auburn and 14, which is also – I think you led your series off with this, with that game. That's the only game that, and I was much older, but I remember that being a game that, like, I was, again, determined that I was going to help the team. Exactly. Like, I was going, even if, you know, like, I wasn't going to pick and choose my cheering. If it was second and two in the second quarter, I was going to yell like it was, you know, third and nine in the fourth quarter. Yeah, that was unique about that game. It was every headache that game for sure in the student section. It was every play that game. (laughs) Right. So, obviously, hype helps. You know, we were good. That was right. And Auburn was, was the a defending first... national – no, the na- no runner-up. Runner-up, runner yeah, and I mean, that was the first year of the playoff, so, like, it right. was a playoff conti- – It like, was a Thursday night. It was a Thursday night primetime. I mean, look, that was awesome. That I was, know. But that's why I tell people who didn't experience this game, I'm not talking trash about Auburn game. It it's, was a great environment. <laughs> yeah, it's this not, game is that times two. Right, least. it's that doubled. It's, I mean, it really, it really was. Yeah, <laughs> Flanders says both had Lockett drops. Lockett, you know, Kevin Lockett never dropped a ball against Oklahoma. He owned those guys, didn't yeah. he? You know, I mean, but it is 38-31, nine minutes left. Like, you know, like Grant said, this is probably it. This is probably the halfback toss pass. It is, you noted last night when we were watching it, John Thanks. McGraw, to OU's credit on this, we criticize the play call. McGraw does cover about 60 yards 
from sideline, no, it's not that wide, but from sideline to sideline, you know, coming across the field to make this pick. He's hey, not in the camera shot forever. Speak for yourself. I never criticized John McGraw. Well, Chris Nelson, one time, <laughs> in young Nelson days, was not a big fan of John McGraw. Uh, he evolved, but this has got to be it. I don't think this is it. No. There's it too depends. much time left. Yeah, we get well, the ball it's with, the wrong back on the right side. We get the ball with 8.57 yeah. left. It's very soon, though. It's It's got to be like – it's Ronaldo Works who does it, number 47. So, it's, whenever Works lines up to the right, probably this to right, the right of Heupel, it's got to be the pick. Because the clock is ticking. Notice Jared Cooper's no Nike jersey? Notice all that again? Such a strange – And that's so weird. I noticed that as a kid, though. Like, notice why does Cooper not wear Nike when everyone else on the team does? I would try to get Jared Cooper on to ask him about it, but Ooh. he is not well, sadly. Yeah. Yeah. Football's not been good to him. No, that's sad. That's I know. sad. So second and four. They're in, again, OU is in great shape here. Second and four, despite the K-State crowd being literally insane, they've driven to the 37. You know, second and they, four. This is maybe the dumbest play call right. of all they, time. They could put this, they're putting this away with a touchdown. And they and they just showed Heupel's stats. At this point, I think he was 20, 23 of 29 for like 350 and three touchdowns. He was basically perfect. There was no reason to do anything here but keep letting Heifel throw or, one, or running Quentin Griffin. And instead, yeah, this is it because I see Works is in there. So and the pass changed. is just not there. Right. It's never there. And he throws no, it off his no. back foot with like four guys in his face. he blown up too. So here it is. Pitch back to Ronaldo Works. He gets destroyed by Ben Lieber. Just killed by Ben Lieber. And McGraw comes from I mean, that's a huge play for McGraw because that yeah. dude's there. That's a touchdown. It is a touchdown. Yeah, I mean, to the running back's credit, and I love to criticize him too, all he sees is that guy running down the sideline for a touchdown. He can't be reading McGraw, you know, 30 yards to the left yeah, on that play. That's a good play from John McGraw. He literally covers yeah. 40 yards. Yeah. I mean, and probably a big play by Lieber because if what Lieber are Sooner, doesn't – Look at those if, Sooner if fans. Lieber like, doesn't – I know. What Lieber are they thinking at this point? Oh, like, I can God tell you about that it. too, man. I mean, so what am I – I mean, if Ben Lieber doesn't destroy him there, like he might. it might still be a touchdown to Savage on this play, as much as we criticize it. No, he got the ball off. Never mind. Uh, but I, all right, look at the crowd here, just lose their minds. There was a card shop in McPherson that I went to every day. Loved it as a kid and as even a teenager and that kind of stuff. And the owner, he's passed. His name's David Robertson. I've mentioned his name on our show before. His daughter plays for Oklahoma. She's like a freshman All-American basketball player. Anywho, he was a big diehard Oklahoma fan, but one of the classiest fans I've ever known in my life. Maybe the classiest. And he was watching this game as his card shop when I was there. And I remember coming back like a few weeks later and saying, man, like, what were you thinking when it was 38-31? And he was like, I was sure we were going to lose by about three touchdowns somehow. Like, and he, that's what OU fans believed right now. They thought K-State was going to somehow rattle off 21 more. And, then, and I probably did, too. You know, the next eight minutes and win this thing going away. And it's not – it's just not what happens. Another, another flat drop. Another drop from Quincy Morgan. Quincy Morgan. And the fun is over. Another first down. Killed. The Drive fun is killed. over. We punt. Yep. And they basically and drive they down, kick down the game, clinching field goal. And Case, that is yeah. that. Pretty much, K State at the end of the game, if you remember this, like drives down, has a you know, has a basket not batted down in the end zone that would have cut it to three. I mean, not that it would have mattered, but I remember at the time thinking, man, we couldn't even lose like 41-38 because I'm still I'm already advancing into how do we still win the national championship? You know, I'm already like, I mean, we get to beat them again. I'm already thinking we get to beat them in Kansas City. Okay, so we'll beat them. We'll beat Nebraska. That's the thing is now, that's now, I, I look hard back, hard know. to comprehend is like every year back then we were thinking. We're going to win the national every year. This year. That was the point. But this yeah. year, especially, was like that's why that game felt so big, right? Because it was like this is maybe the best team we've ever had, right? Even after '98, '98, right? It's like we're off, we're six and zero, we're number three, college game day, all of that. But it's like we truly believed we belonged. We were looking up 
we were we were close to buying Orange Bowl tickets and travel packages. I mean, like looking at them, looking at renting RVs. I mean, like we were that confident that's what was going to happen with this team. They were going to play in the Orange Bowl for the national championship. And the crazy thing, I don't know if if we pulled up the computer and looked it up, we could probably figure it out. But I, if they had won out, would they have played for the national? I mean, they probably would have because it was it was undefeated Florida. Certainly, State. it was undefeated Florida State, so they would have been in it and undefeated Oklahoma. But Oklahoma's not going to it if K-State beats them in the Big 12 championship and has the same record. We probably would have been like three or four right. had we won. Going in, go, like, right, if K-State had, had K-State beat A&M. Well, I'm, you know what? Can we do this for a second? I just sure, wanna, I just pull it know, up. I just want to know this for like my my own, like, you know. That would have made us, what, 12-1? and one. We would have been 12-1 and one with our only loss to Oklahoma, who we then avenged in the Big 12 championship. Uh, yeah, and back then, late wins were so important. Right. I mean, they're still important now, but... 2000 Kansas State football. Let's look at the Wikipedia here. So, K-State was number two in the AP. That's why we keep saying that. Was number two in the AP when they lost to Oklahoma. They've only fell to number 10. So, still number 10, oh, top 10. Perfectly fine. fine. You went out, you got a shot. Like I said, they only... I got all these scores memorized perfectly. So, they lost... They beat They beat Tech 28-23, and now I'm really worried. Because Tech... What, Kingsbury was there, and they killed us the next year, but Tech was not good yet. Um, and then we go get our asses handed to us at Kyle Field 26-10. We drop all the way to 19. But if K-State doesn't drop to 19 there, even if they just stay at 10, you know, by beating A&M, they probably inch up to 8. Then they beat Iowa State 56-10. They probably go up to 6. Then they beat Nebraska, who is number 4. Yeah. They're like, they go to at least number 3 or number 4. They're probably number 3 when they play number 1 Oklahoma in the Big 12 championship game. They beat Oklahoma. They go to number 2 and play Florida State for the national championship. And, so even, and win. And probably, yeah, Florida State team only scored 2 because Oklahoma took a safety against them in the, in the yeah, Orange Bowl. Yeah, 13-2. That mean, was Oklahoma a terrible Oklahoma dominated them for a 13-2 game. So, yeah, K-State, even with that loss, if they had if they'd beat A&M and not had that, that pass interference call happen against Oklahoma, they, this team still plays for the national championship, beats Florida State, and wins it. I'm, I'll tell you this. Here, I'm going to get some, some hot takes. I'm more confident this team beats Florida State in the championship than 98 beating Tennessee in the championship. And noticeably more confident. Like, I really believe that. Like, I think that's team, fair. This team would have won the national championship. But Oklahoma did. And, and that's that. And that's that. And that's why this is part two <laughs> of the worst games Ugh. you've ever been to in person because they make you want to blow your brains out in a way. Will that ever be back? Will we ever be sitting here reflecting on, man. 2022 K-State 2022 or, yeah. you know, going into a game thinking, God, we could, I mean, we, we got to win this for college football. Right. Playoff game implications. We got to win this. We got to be, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I will say this. My, my gut tells me no, but I said the same things back in 2000. When they, I remember having talks with Derek, who I've referenced a lot. He's like, do you think we'll ever have game day or a big game again? Now game day, and I and I remember saying, not like that, man. No, and then it did happen. You know, I mean, 2011 Oklahoma felt huge at home. You know, we got killed, but that felt huge. That should have been game day. That should have been. But they screwed us. But they screwed us. I mean, by losing. By losing, right? I mean, but it did happen again. 11 and 12 felt like those, like you said, felt like those seasons again. So while, yeah, I'm part of me. If I'm being real, so I don't feel like this is going to happen again. I didn't think at 11 and 12, and it happened then too. So maybe it can happen again. Why not? I, I mean, it can. Because I'm just, I'm just, certainly can. I just think it's so hard. It you is know, very just, hard. Uh, not many teams get in that position, really. It's not that I think K State can't do it necessarily. How many, how many teams really put themselves in a position to ever win? How many that, teams have played really in the playoff? Win? Right. How many? Ten. I mean, yeah. I mean, so yeah. I mean, and that's a great point. Most of them are blue blood, basically programs, and I think three are considered right. not and Michigan I wonder, State. 
Right. Wisconsin? Uh, did they play it? Didn't Washington get in? Washington. Once? Yeah. I would not consider Washington a blue blood. Did they get in it once? I feel like they did. did Wisconsin but, play? Washington. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if Wisconsin uh, ever got in. I can't remember. There's a but, third team. I mean, Oregon. I, <sighs> but I mean, even if you were to pull, I'm not going to do it, but pull up Wikipedia and look through the last 10 college football seasons and go to like week eight. Like, and add them up. How many teams in the last 20 years combined by week seven or eight really believed they could win the national championship? You know, total. How many programs? 15, yeah. 20, you know, over those all those years combined? So me saying I'm afraid K-State's not going to do that again is not saying K-State sucks and can't do that again. It's just no few, so few programs do. Um, it's just really hard. And not to, like, hammer the we're small-timey, but, like, we are K-State. We sure. are already disadvantaged. Right. So it is hard you have to find those diamond in the rough coaches right. like Bill Snyder. Right. And maybe Chris Kleiman maybe is Chris that guy. Kleiman. Yeah. You know what I want? I want to go into a November game mm-hmm. thinking this game really matters. I do too. I want a Saturday night, November whether night it's, game. Whether it's for the conference. Yeah. I mean, hey, win the conference. And I, I don't think it's crazy to think that our goal should always be at least to win the Big 12. And if you're winning the Big 12, right. especially in a round oh, robin, yeah. then you're in good shape. Yeah. You're in good shape for the playoff picture, and I do think eventually they're going to expand it anyways. I don't even – man, my, my needs are even lower. Like, I mean, I want all that. But, like, what I want is K-State to, like, this year win in Stillwater and be 3-1 yeah. and one when Baylor opens up Big 12 play at home. Right. Like, I, even that atmosphere I, would, be, would be amazing. Yeah. I said it last night. You I know? want to be nervous for a game. Right. Again. I want to be like, nervous for a game this year. Uh, you know? Like, that tour, I'm thinking, man, if we – and I said we again, you know, now I'm back in Wemo, but now you beat Baylor and you're four and one and you're two and oh in the big twelve. I'm just saying like like that's the excitement I want to get back to. Yeah. You know? And even if the rest of the year, even if you lose to TCU the next week and lose to Oklahoma week after that and only go six and six, like to me that's a success. Exactly. If we get to have one week that feels like that, when we're then talking about they're two and oh in the big twelve, what that's all I want to have happen. That's a success to me. Well, that's where you start. That's where you start. Exactly right. That's where you start. And then you go from there. Let's know? just beat Mississippi State and be three and zero and well, on I mean, top of the world. That's the ideal scenario. That would be you know? incredible. I mean, that's what you want, right? I'll feel really good if we go to Mississippi State and really like oh compete. Yeah, absolutely. If it's like a good game, K State did not compete, and we see last year. you know something that I can hang my hat on. Home. Well, <laughs> well that pretty that much bad. that pretty much wraps it up. It, I mean, it was a good show. We Hate don't have game. much else to say. Um, this is the first episode of the Patreon, so guys, wh- thanks for subscribing. Tell, tell your friends, I guess. Um, Should we steal, say one more steal, thing? Steal money from your friends and subs- uh, make, make them patrons without tell, without them but do, knowing. But do tell your friends about this. About the, about, but also, yeah, about tell the your Patreon friends. thing. I'm being serious. Like, I'm being serious now. Like, uh, I give a little bit of money to this Patreon. I give a little money to a wrestling podcast. That's it. But, I mean, like, tell your friends, like, dude, if you listen, can you give them three or four bucks a month? You know, I know you want more and that kind of stuff. Uh, but I'll, like... Like, I, I listened to that wrestling podcast I referenced for like a year before I started paying anything on Patreon for it. And if you're listening to this, <laughs> well, you're paying for it already. But tell your friends to listen to this. And then, two, can I say one more thing, my Twilight Zone idea? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we were all watching this game last night at like midnight. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, have you ever thought like a cool Twilight Zone episode would be we're watching this 2000 OU game. We all know everything about it. We're all reciting the plays. It's all going as we say. Yeah. And then in the last seven minutes, K-State wins. And all these plays that didn't happen, like, happen on the tape. And, you, and then you go read Wikipedia, and that's what happened in the game that K-State won. Yeah, I said, like, I, I'm like, I decided I got to drive home, and I see, like, and you a, see, right. 
a billboard that's like 2000, 2000 national, national champs, champs the landscape's know? changing and you're like and you're like telling me no that's not what like, happened what? Oh, Matt, you won i'm calling you Matt. right oh, come you outside won oh you won that game and everyone Matt, come outside right now and everyone thinks you're crazy because yeah. everyone else knows like no k-state won the national title that i'm just saying that'd be a fun like black mirror twilight zone like a sporting event or a memory you have that everything's going the same and then you're watching it and you're watching it dog. and like and then it all just it all no, changes but what it would have know? to be because that doesn't what it would have to be is it's just you just so me. me and Flint, I remember it like you expect it to I'm go like, well. yeah, we won. What are you right. talking about? And but I'm like, you're fighting like, with you. Like, are you guys the dumbest guys in the world? Like, uh, K-State loses this game 41-31. It is incredibly frustrating. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. then it doesn't happen. And everything is different for you, but right. it's all the same that's for the, me. That's the episode. That's the twist that's the, there. That's the twist. Yeah. I guess. All right. But it'd be weird. Let's send that. Let's start writing that. And, okay, uh, we'll work on it. We'll send it in. We'll uh, green, li- green light it? Yeah. With the word? Green light? I don't know. About. It's like a Hollywood term. You wouldn't get it, you know. It's like a 2K term. It's like a 2K term. You got anything else to add? Uh, the cat head part. Flando, you want to say it? Meet me at the cat head.
Social Podcast Network.